How have you been? What you been up to? Oh, you know, panicking. Yeah. It's been a little rough. It's it's fine so far, but it's been a little rough. Not 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 least because I had the worst timing ever for uh this library thing loan. That's what it's called. So there's a book I've been wanting to read for a long time. And to be honest, I'm not going to say the name of the book because I think I'll just be embarrassed. But, um, but like, I've heard things about it and I was kind of scared to read it. Not, like, because I think it's going to, like, I don't know, like, f*** with me or whatever. It's just I've heard it was emotional and wanted... Uh, I didn't want to feel those things at the uh, at, for the last three weeks. Mm-hmm. And... And now, now it's three weeks after I got the loan that I've been waiting for. I've been on the hold list for a good couple months now. Right. And I have two days left to finish this 400-page book. <laughs> God. <laughs> Which is accomplishable. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm going to attempt it. But uh, I kind of wish I had at least, like taken some steps before now uh-huh. i'm getting some very uh unchallenged gift gift gifted kid oh no unchallenged gifted kid vibes from from that sentiment i'll have you know i was extremely challenged <laughs> what do you mean challenging um <laughs> the way that folks on the internet talk about like hey remember when you could just like sit down and read for a very long time and just like read the whole book. And now, you know, it's I, not possible because between college and like adult life pulling on your attention, it's hard to find time to sit down and focus and do this for a long time and enjoy it. I have been proud of myself recently for rediscovering that ability to just yeah. like sit down, read a book I don't, I'm not like finishing books in a day, but I'm also not reading YA anymore. Mm-hmm. The, the books are a bit more difficult to read. Right. If you give me, if you gave me uh, Percy Jackson again, then I'd probably finish it in a day. It was less about like the challenge of reading and more about, and, and not, uh, and less about the, the time commitment and more about the, um, the expectation that I would have to feel things feel big things Mm -hmm. can i know what the book is uh yeah i sort of set this out Uh, again it's not a big deal i just i i'm gonna get embarrassed about it it's um okay it was all the rage like six months ago ah and i'm like a quarter of the way through it starting it this afternoon and it's been really really good but there sure are a lot of feelings I could bet. But yeah, like now, like right now is not the time that I want to have a, like, a 48 hour reading sprint of a super emotional book. Mm-hmm. But now's when it's got to happen, I guess. Yeah. It's an ebook, right? So it'll, it'll auto return itself. It will auto return itself. Yeah. One day physical books will have wheels <laughs> and they'll do that too.
I had a computational theory professor who just loved some ideas. Which, like, don't get me wrong, they're very cool. No disrespect to the to um, can't recall his name to that guy. Um, but like, there were a lot of there were we learned a lot of things in that. But there were some things that just like we just kept going over. And one of those things was the fact that all data is convertible to other types of data. You take a string, you put it in binary. Now it's a number. Everything is a transpiler. Everything is a transpiler. And um, what he was sure that if we understood that, we would understand that this is also true for ways to compute things, if that makes sense. Like in the, like, uh, the P versus NP section of the class. Mm-hmm. If you can... Like, it makes sense that if you have a problem that can be solved in polynomial time, then if you can convert a different problem into that problem in polynomial time, then that problem must also be in polynomial time. Right. That makes sense. And then, also, all problems that are in polynomial time can be converted to any other problem in polynomial time. I hate that a lot. It is true. Oh, I hate that. And the same thing is true for non-polynomial time, but in the other direction, sort of. Uh, What I mean is that what I am led to believe by this class was that at some point, Alan Turing or some shit figured out that that this problem was not solvable in polynomial time. Mm-hmm. And then everyone was like, okay, yeah, and we can convert this problem into that problem. Therefore, this problem is in non-polynomial time. Mm-hmm. And problem B can be converted into problem A. Therefore, problem B cannot be solved in polynomial time. It's just a matter of axioms isn't it or like something to do with axioms it's just like i want to have a base to stand upon i don't want to have to reprove that the like with a concept of polynomial time every time no it it totally makes sense and it was an interesting way to learn about it Mm -hmm. um but like i felt like every single class he would say that and remember data is all the same there is no data that exists in any special way. Just in case you'd forgotten since the last class. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I went to the Renaissance Fair. Oh, nice. I called it the Renaissance Fair once while I was going, and I had a, I had a good time with that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I went. I had uh, like pink and purple fit. Uh, it was pretty fun. I'm going to see if I can find a picture. That's ideal. Not photo booth. <laughs> Max still come with photo booth. Just in case you were wondering. Oh, no, it's a live photo. Yeah, it's okay. You look good. Thank you. I had a good time. I just bound around, you know? 
Anything in particular that you enjoyed? Uh, they have root beer with black licorice in it. Good stuff. Sounds awful. <laughs> Disagree. <laughs> um, but, but I understand. <laughs> I we talked about LARPing again. Every once in a while, like I get in a social situation, everyone's like, "We should LARP," and I'm like, "It's fun," and they're like, "Oh." So what are what are the LARPs in Wisconsin? I'm zooming on these earrings. They are ear cuffs. I can go grab them and show them to you. I will be right back. I don't know where they are. Jared Zach is extremely cute in this photo. Here we go. They're, yeah, they are little elf ears. Yeah. And they just wireframe elf ear. Clip on. They sell them at the Renaissance Fair if you're uh they're still open for a couple more weekends. No, thank you. I don't have anything in particular against it. Uh, I'm just not going to do that. That's fair. What if I start going LARPing? Can I drag you out to that? Absolutely not. I'm a respectable transsexual. <laughs> what if it's uh, the the vampire LARP from that Cory Doctorow book? I don't know, necessarily know what you're talking about. Uh, you had to run up to somebody, but you couldn't bite them. And so you just had to shout bite, but they used it as a diversion. And then they got tear gas sprayed on them because they were wreaking havoc and Homeland Security was like, eh. Yeah, that sounds familiar. You know, if it, if, if, if it's for a good enough car- cause, I could probably uh-huh. be convinced. <laughs> okay. I'll keep it in mind. I'll let you know. Did you ever program in Scratch? Was that ever a thing that you... Yes, I did quite a bit of that, actually. I think Scratch uh, is, like, the way that we should think about programming. Like, Scratch is BNF as shapes. There's the core thought. What is BNF? Bomsky normal form. Um, BNF grammar. It's the way that you express, like... Oh, it's Bacchus Nower form. Um, the way that you can express, like, hey, this is going to be uh, the way that the language can work. So we can split these down into tokens of you've got an expression plus mm-hmm. an expression. An expression can be, uh, you know, whatever. Okay, it's a it's a grammar. Yeah, yeah. It is a way of expressing a grammar. And so, like, the way that Scratch just does grammar and does, like, hey, if it's an expression, it's going to be a circle. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if it's an expression made of other expressions, then that's a circle with circle holes. And if it's a, an instruction, then it's got the puzzle piece part to it. And just, like, that is really important and... I think types are important and I would rather have a drag and drop typed interface than something untyped and not drag and drop. And Google made a thing that you can drag and drop like scratch, but you get to define what all of your, your things are. Ooh, that's cool. And it's got, sound but the core concept is you can uh make a thing that you hand to 
the user and you're like, hey, you probably want to express simple things like and or or and then mm-hmm. basic fundamental Booleans. And so you can just put them together right here. Here's the interface to do it. And there's types because otherwise the user's going to try to do a thing. And then like you have to make a whole compiler and or interpreter just to have like error checking that the user didn't go like and 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 honestly scratch is what shortcuts should have been correct a hundred percent oh my god like shortcuts is pretty good but what would make it better is everything that scratch did better for example you know how people say like I don't know how true this is, but like it feels kind of true that people have like really good memories for spatial things. Mm-hmm. And like if you can like have a drag and drop type thing like Scratch did where you can just kind of put a function there, put a function there, put a function there. It's really easy. I bet it would be really easy to remember where all the stuff is and how they all connect. Right. Which is not the case for shortcuts because shortcuts just kind of is a list of uh-huh. things it's mostly just words mm-hmm. if i were if i had time and was the kind of person to do ui mock-ups of things i think i would now be making a scratch shaped mock-up of shortcuts however i'm not the type of person to make mock-ups of things so jared that's your job now My watch has uh, loyally been notifying me every time that my environment gets too loud, mm-hmm. um, which in my experience is only ever when I put my hand next to uh, air hand dryer, which I know is inadvisable, <laughs> but it is better than walking out of a bathroom with wet hands. But every single time it goes, it's too loud. And I go, that's because you're on my hand. And my hand is the thing that is that is doing the the air right now. That's funny. I recently did a test that I've been meaning to do for a long time. I have this coffee grinder that mm-hmm. is very loud, or what I perceive to be very loud. And right. I'm like, how many, like, how long would I have to listen to this for it to actually damage my hearing? And I just, like, put my watch next to it. And it was like, unless you are listening to this 24-7, it will not damage your hearing. And I was like, that is very good to know, because it is uncomfortable. Uh-huh. When I am waking up in the morning and the coffee grinder goes, it makes it, it sings the songs of its people. <laughs> but I would rather do that than listen to, uh, not listen, that's not the right verb, than uh, not have coffee. Yeah. Or have pre-ground coffee. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. What kind of fool would go out and get pre-ground coffee? Who would do that? Jared, if you get pre-ground coffee, I don't want you to listen. Hey, Zach. Hey, Liz. So, Liz, um, as I have mentioned, um, I I am very sorry uh, that I have not been getting the, the show notes, getting the shows prepped in a way that, that Jared can listen to them. Um, for a while you know it's been me the hang up uh sort of and <laughs> you're only a little behind what i've done 
<laughs> um, and as we all know, you are working on your semester of perfection right now. Yes. Um, so you would never hold me to anything, right? Because that's perfect. People don't expect anything of other people. Of course. They can rely entirely on themselves. Um, Exclusively. Uh, but I still wanted to say sorry, and I also wanted to reflect a little bit on why why that is, why that's happening. And there's, I think, many reasons, and that is part of the problem. <laughs> if it um, was a simple solution, you would have done it already. Right. Because, like, I can wake up this morning and be like, I think the problem is, and maybe I'm correct. Right? Whatever that thing is, whatever the X is that you fill in that spot, maybe I'm correct. Maybe, though... There's a lot of problems, and every time I wake up in the morning and go, I think the problem is this, and so I'm going to deal with that one, then there's the, th- th- the three or four other ones that uh, are not getting addressed because you can only do so many things at once because you're, you're just a mammal running around, scurrying around on this earth. Uh, so I think the vibe in this apartment is bad. Um, and I think it's a thing that could be fixed. I don't like sometimes there's a vibe that just permeates a space and sometimes there's a vibe that you create. And I think the vibe that I have created in this environment right now mm-hmm. is not very conducive to getting podcast show notes uh, prepared. Are you thinking this is like a furniture thing? I'm thinking it's uh, the three, four boxes um, that I have to walk past to leave mm-hmm. my bedroom Mm-hmm. um like vibe sponges those boxes right they weigh heavily on my mind not because i dislike the boxes it's not that the boxes are in any way related to me getting out the ipad and sitting down and listening to the thing um they were before but now the thing where the ipad sits is no longer <laughs> in a box and so that's excellent news um but it's that every time I sit down and I'm like, okay, time to do the, the, the podcast thing. Or every time I have the opportunity to sit down and be like, okay, time to do the podcast thing. Uh, my brain is like, hey, did you think about how nasty your bedroom is because there's still boxes around? You fool. Cardboard. Disgusting. And the thing is, my brain is right. And I am a fool. And these boxes are really nasty. Uh, they make the space not a great place. And I would like to not have the boxes. Um but instead of addressing the boxes, I uh, don't do that um, because I don't know. I'm going to let my therapist pathologize that. I don't want to have to do it myself. Reasonable. <laughs> totally reasonable. Um, so anyway, Jared, I just want to say that I'm sorry. Um, I understand that the fact that you are now hearing this means the problem has been addressed. Or, I guess, Liz took care of it herself. Unlikely. Unlikely. So probably the problem has been addressed, and so I'm apologizing for a thing that is no longer present? Alternatively. Okay. I'm just offering a different version of events that could Uh have happened to Mm -hmm. that could have led Jared to hear this podcast recording, which is that you... uh, managed to muscle through it but it's still a problem oh i don't like that idea yeah i don't think i recommend it it's just we want to be uh we, we're journalists zach we gotta give both sides mm-hmm. of the story right. yeah or something i think right. that's something they say 
but the thing is there's also the you know whatever the four other things that like maybe this is the thing that's that's really messing me up but uh the reason that i'm in the new apartment and have all the boxes is because i moved to a new apartment and so just like generally my life has changed because i'm in a new apartment now and also i moved in the time when things change broadly like there's a time especially in your 20s when like things change there's a part of the year there is a season of the year and it is the season of summer uh where just like by habit of you just got out of college and either the people around you are still like operating on a college rhythm or you moved and signed a lease a year ago and then you moved and signed a lease a year ago and then you moved and signed a lease a year ago and you're still like changes happening at the rate that college made change happen for you okay yes such an awful way to construct that thought but i got there in the end i do understand it and so like there's other changes too you know uh people people in my life have graduated and are moving on to bigger and better things and that means did you know that i just said have moved on to bigger and better things um without like knowing it you know how sometimes your your mouth moves and you don't use your brain to put the words there yeah it's like a it's like a verbal habit right it fills in the end of the sentence for you yeah um i'm going to continue with bigger and better things because like it's not true but it is a verbal habit that everybody understands um okay but anyway my life is acting different in ways that are more than just there are boxes in my apartment so my life is not this controlled study that I can be like, I'm going to figure out the issue and then resolve it. It's like, this is a thing I've been thinking about. You don't deconstruct yourself. You just construct new selves over your old selves. Um, in the book that I may or may not be reading that Jared should not be creepy about and, you know, do a Google book search for, um, someone described it something similar as um, not completely wiping the hard drive between people or something like that yeah there's like oh it is a bit like setting up a new computer or like a new phone where like you have an option to kind of just like start fresh and install things a la carte get your photos onto the new phone a la carte Mm -hmm. take what you want leave what you don't but there's the much easier option where you just kind of send it all over and hope everything fits and then maybe like do some spring cleaning and try to be like "Eh, i really don't need these hundred screenshots of random shit that i wanted to remember uh i think that is accurate i think it's even more like you installed you know, whatever, went to a new computer, brought your old installation over, and then you were like, but I need to make this like it's a new installation. Um, right, yeah. And that is a foolish goal, because, like, you're not going to reach it. And it is not a sensible goal, because the reason that you have all the things that you have is because they were useful in the past. And so uh, I have been thinking about that, that, that we exist as layers upon ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that related to? Jesus Christ. Uh, My life is not a controlled study. I 
I'm I'm sorry to say, Zach, but I think you might have started talking, and I assumed you were going to get to where you were going eventually. <laughs> I do that too sometimes. Yeah, I can't remember. Fair. Um, the thing I was attempting to drive towards, or at least the thing that I am now attempting to drive towards, is that um, I wish I could just like pinpoint this thing and be like, this is the thing that is going to change. Um, but we are enormous multivariable things. Um, and there's no like single changing of a thing and there's no single cause for anything. Uh, and that's all cool and well and good and philosophical, but also I'm sorry that, uh, all of my variables right now make it hard for me to do the show notes. I think your variables are great. Not all of them, but most of them. And you do not need to apologize to me. That that one I was apologizing to Jared. I, oh. I appreciate the clarification, but that latest one was to Jared. Jared doesn't deserve an apology. Should be lucky. They're lucky right. to get what they get. Uh huh. What do you know, Jared? Have you ever made a podcast? Some of you have. I know that for a fact. I have not been listening to podcasts the last couple of weeks. Me neither. That sounds like a variable, or maybe a. That, that could be dependent, I suppose. It might not be one of your independent variables. I don't think any of them are. <laughs> oh, they're all dependent on each other? Yeah. Oh, it's a whole it's a whole system of equations. Uh-huh. Zach Sharp, a system of equations. Imagining a human as a field of... <laughs> within n-dimensional space... <laughs> rotate this torus in five-dimensional space it's a person <laughs> it's a boy if you just if you just do enough calculus you can understand people right we exist as layers upon ourselves you can get the area under the curve of a person because it's all just, like you can do slices and then you can do the what was what it it's um is it tau row thing for calculus that like they make you do before they tell you how to do derivatives in any effectual way? Oh, I remember that. It's the limit of something as, as the thing goes to infinity. And there you go. Now you're doing calculus. Um, or as some called it, fluxions. Do they now? Yeah, that was Newton. He called them fluxions. What an idiot. Yeah. Guy didn't know up from down. Took him 60 years to complete it. No, it took him 60 years to publish it. What you just said, Newton didn't know his ups from his downs, is genuinely hilarious. Thank you. I am I am sorry that I did not react in the <laughs> <laughs> at first. It what it, You didn't deserve that. <laughs> uh, so... Not to ask things that are potentially not my business, uh-huh. but like, do you got a plan for those boxes? Oh, no. I have identified the problem and not uh, either planned how to fix it or implemented a plan in how to fix it. Um, they all had a place where they lived before we moved, so they sh- should also have a place here. Um. Some of what's happening is that it's all the, like, bits and bobs. It's like a lamp that I don't use anymore. I could just get rid of that lamp. 
I probably will now that I say those words out loud. But it's also like the Switch cartridge for just dance. I don't own a Switch. Okay. But it could sit on a bookshelf and that would be fine. The Switch cartridge for just dance could sit on a bookshelf. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so it is a matter of all of these things. Uh, I like when I establish a space to, to establish zones and then put things in the zones. And these are all the things that don't get zones. I never gave them a zone and have been not giving them zones for like three places. <laughs> and then I'm like, why do I feel bad sometimes? And maybe the answer is I am holding all of these things with no zones in my heart. Uh, when they should be held by shelves. I think that was poetry. I'm going to say that was poetry. I believe you. I would like to read more poetry. I feel like I could not read poetry at any of the times currently that I'm reading things. The times where my brain goes like, now is reading time? I don't think I could fit poetry into any of those times. That's my next 10 years. (laughs) Once these 10 years are up, next 10 years, all poetry. 24 7 reading writing eating i'm gonna by by then what is that 20 2030 we'll just call it a clean 2030 right that's the 10 year cutoff Mm -hmm. point um we'll have figured out how to like in an at-home way print words onto food just like a nutritious paste and we can print edible words onto the food so then I can eat the poetry as well. And we can give it flavors, too. Uh, we could 3D print a hot dog. You ever thought about that, Liz? You ever thought about 3D printing a hot dog? You ever thought about all the textures that would go into 3D printing a hot dog? What else could you do with poetry? I'm not sure, but um, I have a newfound respect for you. Um, I earlier you did a similar bit where you took your headphones out and you couldn't hear me talking to you anymore. Uh, Uh And I just tried to do a callback to that by taking my headphones off. Um, And then I just like got some of the most (laughs) stupid, some of the most intense FOMO I've felt in a while. (laughs) I'm like, what's he saying? What's he saying? It's recorded. It is recorded. I am sorry to say it wasn't about your taking off of the headphones, Um, which I feel like right when I that was uh, an asymmetry right in the way that I um, was imagining I was being talked about when I had my headphones out. And then when you had your headphones out, I had an opportunity to, to repay the favor, right? And to be like, oh, look, Liz has her headphones off now. And now I'm going to continue talking about the thing that I'm talking about. Um but instead, I didn't do that, and I just continued talking about the thing I was talking about uh, as a little gift for Certus. I'm trying to replace the Twitter habit with a crossword habit, mm-hmm. because I have recently discovered that crosswords are not as hard as I thought they were. Yeah. Or at least the ones in this app that I hate, by the way. <laughs> I hate this free crossword app. I give it two stars. Because it gives you a, a thing that you want? Because, it, yeah, it, it it is a free crossword app. It has ads, 
but like everything about its user interface is infuriating. Mm-hmm. Have you interacted with the New York Times crossword? I have, and I used up my free trial. Yeah, me too. And uh, I don't want to pay for it. I feel like there's a lot of things from the New York Times that I go like, well, I don't want to pay for that independently. And I wonder if you could get them all at once, uh, a bundle, if you will, uh, of of the New York Times crossword and the New York Times cooking section and the New York Times itself. Because sometimes I click on an article and they're like, you read the New York Times too much. Give us money. Um news is a really hard thing to make profitable and i do not want to make it sound like i'm mad that the new york times wants money um what i'm thinking is that maybe i am at a point where it makes sense to to throw them a couple bucks every month so that i have access to the crossword and the cooking and the the news i like the crosswords though i they make like some of them are good and some of them are bad and i'm feeling like i'm like i am starting to be able to suss out which crosswords clues are good which one and which ones are like there's there are easy crossword clues mhm and then there are difficult crossword clues and sometimes they're difficult because they're bad clues and sometimes they're difficult because they're good clues and that's fun to like i get to like judge judge it a little bit I get to now that mm-hmm. I'm a little bit more experienced. I have enough, like, understanding of it under my belts to, uh, to confidently enough say, like, this is not, this is not a me thing. This is just a bad clue. Yeah. So that's exciting. When you were doing the New York Times crosswords, did you happen to be doing it the week that they had the Why You Little crossword? No. It was it was a Rebus one. It was very fun. And that was one that like I I built up and in a way that like you I could go from the easy ones to the difficult ones that were like, ah, this is satisfying. Yeah. This is good. This is correct. So I, I know what you mean. And I don't know if that's gonna like materially make my life any better, but it'll at least get me off Twitter, which is morally neutral, but probably good in the long run. Yeah. If I could log into Twitter and just see people talking about compilers, I would have a lot fewer hesitations about Twitter. And it would be a lot easier for me to leave Twitter when I was like, all right, done with Twitter. And so that's never going to be what Twitter is (laughs) because it's hard to make news profitable. And now a PSA tip and note from the worrying bugs. You can cook the quinoa a day ahead of time and store in the refrigerator. This has been a PSA tip and note from the worrying bugs. Zach, if someone wants to tell us what set of equations they think describes us, uh, or if they want to cancel me, for uh having cardboard boxes in my home uh you can always do that on twitter i'm at (laughs) 
I thought of an after show topic while we were talking. Okay. So I have a friend and so I have a friend and we've been close. We've been roommates. And if she's listening to this, please stop. I would be mortified if you listen to this. Um, uh, she's moving to Minneapolis mm-hmm. on Friday. And we recently had like a, yeah, it's my last day in, uh, it, it's, it'll be my last weekend in Madison who wants to hang out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want to hang out. And I knew going in that I was not going to get like a satisfying goodbye, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. It's just not the relationship we had. Okay. If that makes sense. Like I have felt close to her mm-hmm. enough that it would warrant like a proper, like, I'm going to miss you when we're not living in the same city. Yeah. But I knew that's not what I was going to get and it would not be satisfying, which is all fine. Which is, it's like, it's not a, it's not a flaw in our relationship. It's just how it is. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that is true how I am choosing to think about it. But where my feelings want to go is like, oh, yeah, oh, I don't want that. Like, it's not about me, though. And, like, the best thing I can do for both of us is just, like, to have a nice meal with her. Mm-hmm. And, like, just talk about what's been going on. And, like... It's, a I imagine, a weird thing right now because you're playing catch-up just as much as you're saying goodbye. Yeah. I think that is part of it. For sure. And like once I was once I was there, it was fine. It was uh-huh. it was easy even. But like there was like a a resistance to even going knowing that it wouldn't be satisfying. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't not satisfying, it was just like um it wasn't satisfying as a goodbye, but it was satisfying as an interaction, which is not the same thing, but also not nothing. Yeah. So, and it's not like goodbye, goodbye, you know, she's not, she's not going anywhere where I can't reach her. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> but that whole like situation got me thinking about, in a, in addition to a lot of other things, it got me thinking about sort of. What I, weird way I say this, what I mean to other people. Like, I know what other people mean to me. I know, I knew what she meant to me. I knew what, like, the rest of my roommates at the time meant to me. Mm -hmm. But it was always, and because, you know, we didn't have a mind meld, so, like, I couldn't tell exactly. And nor did I ask. Right. Because it's kind of a weird conversation. And the fact that like I wasn't comfortable asking was probably a good indicator of like kind of where that was at. 
Mm-hmm. So I've been thinking about that, and I don't, I didn't love the answers I came up with, <laughs> and that's about as far as I got. And now, this is the part where I give myself therapy and say like okay well ignoring what it is or what it was what would you like it to be Mm -hmm. and how can you achieve that or or maybe even starting with is that achievable right and honestly no clue (laughs) yeah (laughs) I I do not think that I like am an order of magnitude more like I don't feel things in order of magnitude beyond like it's not a standard deviation away. Mm-hmm. Certainly not two, maybe one. Who knows? I feel like I feel I feel things a lot uh-huh. bigger than my perception of other people then you perceive other people to feel things yes and because of that i think the amount it kind of tracks that the amount of like meaning i have or the amount of meaning that i perceive to have in other people's lives would be like similarly less i guess that if you are feeling more broadly speaking Mm -hmm. you are feeling more about people or about a person Mm -hmm. than like it this is existing within the hypothetical of you feel more than right the standard person um then the amount that somebody feels towards you is going to be tempered by their like maximum level of feeling. Yeah. Something like that. And I, and that, that's like assuming a lot of things and Mm -hmm. I can build a little bit of evidence. I think probably me and my friend did not experience our relationship with each other so differently as to cause a major imbalance in the amount of emotion we feel on its own it that is Mm -hmm. like there wasn't an event or anything that like meant a lot to me but meant nothing to her right probably i don't have evidence for that but it seems unlikely to happen therefore (laughs) Uh in this particular relationship in this in this example that we are supposing either i reacted strong more strongly to the same experiences or there's some like emotional hedging on her part if that makes sense Mm -hmm. both of which are possible maybe a combination 
but that's not going to be the case with everyone that I encounter. Right. If I'm consistently more, you know, I consistently get more meaning out of a particular relationship than the other person, then, then, like, statistically, I feel more things, or I feel them more strongly. Mm-hmm. It's simple calculus. <laughs> I am but a field. I am feeling more abstract than I can <laughs> help with. <laughs> That's okay. I just kind of wanted to get some thoughts out. Yeah. You do not know the shape of the story until you tell it. And I'm not done telling it yet. I am done telling it now, but... <laughs> broadly speaking. Bro- broadly speaking, I am not done. Yeah. Got any after, after show for us, Zach? No. I'm I'm feeling like uh, Merlin Mann talks a lot about how if he could do a cartoon of us all coming back into the world, uh, we'd come out and we'd have TV heads or be walking on our hands and pants on our arms kind of thing mm-hmm. um and i've been feeling like a tv head let me say i have been like getting out into the world a little more right i went to the renaissance fair and i went to the state fair and i've just been spending time with people and uh i am wondering now because it is post-covid times and i feel like i've got to think about like Am I now TV head? How much of this is me? I have always been TV head. How much is I am naturally a TV head and spent 12 years, 13, 14 years in school getting socialized to not be a TV head. And it took one year for me to turn back into a TV head. Um, I don't know. That's That's where my thoughts are at with re um relating to people i'm feeling like a tv head and feeling like perhaps the tv head has been me the whole time or maybe it's going to be that the tv head is the friends that we make along the way i am a big supporter of ignoring a lot of the things that we are socialized to think is correct not all of them, but a good, a good, a good chunk. Uh huh. And I think there are worse things to be than a TV head, Zach. I think you're right. I don't want myself to stop being a TV head necessarily. I think this is where I was going. Um, but I want to remember the things that feel good, regardless of how. That didn't. Uh, it didn't come out right i want to remember how to do the things that feel that make interacting with people feel rewarding right yeah um yeah regardless of how tv my head is mm-hmm. i think it's been good talking to you zach it's been good talking to you too liz and i love you i love you too i enjoyed talking to you me too uh I don't know. I was going to say something funny about TV heads, but like, it's not there. It was good talking to you, Liz. Bye, Zach. (laughs) Bye.